What's going on, folks, and welcome into the Sports Tree Studio for Trees 3. I'm Connor Rountree, and I'm here today to preview and break down the three biggest sporting events of the coming weekend. And the RSM Classic, baby, PGA action. The devil went down to Georgia, and so did the PGA. It's already in action, and we just missed the make-the-cut parlay. Mackenzie Hughes missed the cut on the number. He battled all the way back. At one point, he birdied five out of six holes on the back nine to come in and just miss the cut on the number. Tough. Tough. However, one of our picks to win, Seamus Power at 25 to 1. He's right in the mix to win this bad boy. Just four strokes off the lead at eight under par. Look, this is going to get chilly over the weekend. It's cold. We're almost at American Thanksgiving. Cold, cool, windy conditions on the coast. That is where an Irishman thrives. Give me Seamus Power, not to mention that he's been on fire the last few weeks. So if you want a guy going in the weekend, look out for our boy Seamus Power. Another pick that you need to look out for is Keith Mitchell, currently a seven under par. I like Keith Mitchell. He lives at this resort and he lives at Sea Island. He lives, he, he's a local. Why not go low on your local course? We've seen it in the past. We've seen them dominate here look out for those guys and obviously Andrew Putman we did take him to make the cut however he's he's doing a little bit better than that he's setting the pace at 12 under par with Harry Higgs and Cole Hammer coming at number two this week folks is UFC action from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas it is UFC Vegas 65 we've got heavyweights headlining in a smaller octagon this should be fun it's the knockout king Derek Lewis taking on a polarizing prospect the polar bear Sergey Spivak, but I want to take a look at the very first fight of this card, the very first prelim of the night, because I think it's an opportunity to make some money. You got Teresa Bleda taking on Natalia Silva, and I like Natalia Silva in this one. Bleda, yes, she is 6-0. I get that. However, she's extremely green, where I've seen Natalia Silva go into deep waters against Jasmine Judavicious, go all, all three rounds, go 15 minutes, outstrike her 96-31 with significant strikes, and take her down and control that fight. I like that to be the difference. I think Silva's just got too many tools in that bag, too much veteran experience, and she's fought the tougher level of competition. Remember I said that last week. There's levels to this game, and I just think Silva's on a different level than Blada. Up next, folks, I want to take a look at Vince Morales versus Miles Johns. And we have to take Miles Johns in this one because of his striking. That's going to be the difference in this one. Yes, Vince Morales theoretically could grapple, but Miles Johns is a 92% takedown defense. Johns, he also lands just over 50% of all of his strikes, while Morales lands at a 38% clip. What we see there is that Morales is throwing more strikes, but he's throwing them very wildly, while Johns is the more precise boxer. And here's the huge difference. It's the striking defense. 69% of the strikes thrown John's way, he is avoiding. He is dodging or blocking. Vince Morales in that 38% striking accuracy, he's just not going to touch Miles Johns. I like Miles Johns to win this fight by picking apart Morales on the feet for the better part of 15 minutes. However, I would be wary of the knockout. Johns has been rocked before and he loses confidence when he gets rocked. But I'm riding with Miles Johns all the way because the striking's too clean and the takedown defense, well, is also quite pristine. The next fight I want to break down, folks, is my look for the knockout of the night. I'm taking Jack Della Maddalena to knock out Danny Roberts. Well, Della Maddalena, he's he's coming off consecutive knockouts in the UFC. He's 3-0 in the UFC, back-to-back -back knockout wins. And Danny Roberts, he's been knocked out a trio of times in the UFC. He's coming off a loss. 
and that hot chocolate ain't so hot anymore. Where Jack Della Maddalena, he's riding hot. He has yet to lose under this promotion. He's nine years younger and he lands over eight significant strikes per minute. This is a great spot to take Della Maddalena on the money line, or you can go for the knockout finish like me. I think he's just going to start Danny Roberts inside of one round. All right, let's jump right into this main event, and let me start by saying this. Someone's going to sleep. It's Sergey Spivaksi, they're going to take Derek Lewis down and beat the crap out of him and just knock him out like he's done to his last two opponents. Or Derek Lewis is going to knock out Sergey Spivak. The, the reason he's called the KO King is because he has the most knockouts in UFC history. The heavyweight division, he has the most. He is an absolute dominant force, and when he hits something, it breaks or it dies. It is that simple. Derek Lewis is an absolute beast. However, he's getting a little older. Sergey Spivak is 10 years younger, and Spivak does have that tenacious grappling to keep going. We've seen Derek Lewis just stand up. He's a very big guy. We've seen guys try to take him down and control him and just stand up before, and then he, that's where he knocks them out. However, in this fight, Spivak will hunt that takedown. He won't stop. In his last two fights, he has nine combined takedowns. He knows what he's good at. He's going to go take down Derek Lewis and get the finish. So I'm going to take Sergey Spivak to win this fight, and I'm going to take him to win it via knockout, which will be a nice little, a nice little payday. You can get the full breakdown of the full analysis on sportstreet.ca. However, the safe pick, the easy bet, is somebody's getting knocked out. Either the KO King is going to do his thing. We've seen Sergey Spivak in a, in a loss in the UFC. We've seen him get knocked out twice in the UFC. And now you're fighting the UFC Knockout King. Odds are you could get clipped. However, I do like him to take down Derek Lewis and beat him up and get him knocked out of his own. The point is... Somebody is getting an early bedtime on Saturday night. Coming at number one this week, folks, is the Grey Cup. It's the Toronto Argonauts taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And our bracket challenge will conclude with the Grey Cup on Sunday. And one of you, one of you fine users will win $500 cash money. Now, the Bombers, they have a chance to become a dynasty. Win three Grey Cups in a row. The three-peat, baby. That hasn't been done since the Edmonton Eskimos won from 1978 to 1982. They won five in a row. That's a record, by the way. Let's get into this game. Let's break it down. Obviously, you have the force, the defensive force that is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. However, their quarterback, Zach Kolaris, he's banged up. He is still questionable. It is Friday. That game is Sunday. We're less than 48 hours away. And you're going against, you're going up against the Toronto Argonauts offense that is probably the best in the game. McLeod Bethel-Thompson led the league in passing yards this season. They just got Andrew Harris back last week, and he was healthy. Not only that, he was effective last week. Now you give him one more chance to go out and get another great cup against his old team. This is like a storybook ending for the Argonauts. I like the Argonauts. They have a lot of momentum right now. They clearly won the East. And you know what? At plus 200, that's a darn good look for the Argos on the money line. So I'm going to be riding with the Toronto Argonauts come Sunday. But head over to our website right now, and our guy Joel Lefebvre did an absolutely beautiful breakdown of this great cup. I'm talking from kicking team to receiving team, from quarterback injuries to, to what color the snow will be on the field. This, like, this guy has broken down the great cup to the nth degree. As for me, I'm riding with the double blue. I think they have too much going on on offense. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, he can spread it out through the air and he can hit his deep shots like Brandon Banks or he can just hand it off and Andrew Harris can carry this team to another Grey Cup. I like the Argos to roll come Sunday. All right, folks, in honor of the Grey Cup this weekend and the double blue partaking in it, we have a trivia question for you surrounding the CFL. Pull together, Argos fans. We can do it. We need a win in this city. I don't care that it's CFL. Just give me a win. I'm so sick of the Maple Leafs. The Blue Jays broke my heart. Anyway. 
What was the last team to host and win the Grey Cup at home? There you go, folks. What was the last team in the CFL to win the Grey Cup in front of their home fans? Head over to sportsview.ca, answer that question now. And you're in to win. I'll give you a clue. And if you're listening to the podcast version, you won't get that clue. You must sign on to YouTube and watch us now. Folks, I'm Connor Roundtree. Cheers. You've made it to the weekend. And stay tuned for our picks over on sportstree.ca. We'll give you a full full Grey Cup breakdown, NFL Sunday, UFC, and obviously our golf picks are currently live. And if we're feeling, if we're feeling lucky, we may even dive into some NHL. Folks, I'm Connor Roundtree. Cheers. You've made it to the weekend. Three, two, one. Oh, 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 oh,